Welcome to the Seed World Group podcast. My name is Allie Roden, and I'm the digital media producer here at Seed World Group. Today, I'm here with two special guests, Megs Reynolds and Jessica Cabrera. They've joined me to talk about the stigma surrounding mental health and how we can promote mental health awareness, especially during May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. Thank you both for joining me. Megs, do you want to kick us off and explain what you do at the Do More Agriculture Foundation and what the foundation's mission is? Sure. So thank you for having me. Uh, My name is Megs Reynolds, and my background is that I used to be a grain farmer, so I have very lived experience on farm and also very lived experiences with the challenges that come from farming and mental health on farm. Um, Do More Agriculture was created four years ago, basically to do more. We started out of a tweet with one of the founders being reached out to after a community had lost another member to death by suicide, and they said, why isn't anyone doing anything about this? We keep losing people and no one's talking about it. So the Doomer Agriculture was Foundation was founded and we exist to be champions for mental health and agriculture. So we want to help bring awareness to mental health and agriculture, work to end the stigma and really work to help get supports out there and build awareness and educate and create community. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Jessica, can you explain your position at Farm Bureau and what their mission is? Sure. So I work for American Farm Bureau Federation. We are an agricultural nonprofit membership organization. And, you know, American Farm Bureau is really coined as the voice of agriculture. And part of that is because our robust grassroots membership all across the country. We are in 2,800 county Farm Bureaus, and there's a Farm Bureau in every state and Puerto Rico across the country. Our membership really is what this organization is all about, and my job and my role serves uh, those members. The mission of American Farm Bureau is for farm and ranch families to work together to build a sustainable future of safe and abundant food fiber, and renewable fuel for our nation and our world. And my role at Farm Bureau, I'm the managing director of member engagement, and that uh, gives me the opportunity to work with a lot of our member programs and the staff that head up those programs uh, for leadership development and member engagement committees and activities. But one of my uh, responsibilities and something that I have a huge heart for is working with our mental health campaign that is called the Farm State of Mind campaign. And Farm State of Mind, it really has two primary objectives. It's to increase awareness and reduce stigma regarding mental health challenges for farmers and ranchers. And then secondly is to increase access to information, resources, training for farm and ranch communities across the United States. So um, I've had really just the joy of being able to work on this campaign at at AFBF since I've been here uh, since 2020. And I'm really thankful for the opportunity to do whatever we can from our vantage point to be able to help farmers and ranchers because uh, the challenges persist, right? <laughs> the, the, the challenges and the stressors are not changing. So, but we do need to change the way that we talk about it and think about it and be- behave with it. Yeah, that's awesome that you guys are both getting some hands-on experience and really getting to see um, what you're doing is helping people. 
Uh, so let's start with a pretty broad question. So obviously tending to your mental health takes time and effort. So why is mental health important and why is it worth it? We have a statement here that says a healthy farmer ranch is nothing without a healthy you. And honestly, it's it's pretty intuitive, right? I mean, sometimes in our day-to-day lives, we don't really think of it that way. But the reality is that if we, if we can't show up for our family, for our farm on a daily basis, then the, the farm doesn't operate. It, it doesn't have a purpose without us there. And so um, I would say, why is mental health important? I think it's critical that you are able to be a healthy person for your farm and your family and your community And mental health is just as critical as physical health of your of your body. And I believe that we have to be mindful of that all the time. We also, I think, forget that mental health and mental wellness is part of our day to day. Right. I think we've all started talking about mental health. So it's easy to say, well, I'm good. I'm fine. But mental health and mental wellness, those are things that we deal with on a day to day and if you've been just planting or seeding and you're running for two weeks on four hours of sleep, your mental wellness and your mental health are lower than they normally would be because of that. So all of those factors in our day-to-day, what's going on with our farm? What's the fuel price at right now? What's diesel at? What's fertilizer at? That's affecting our stress, the uncertainty of, of running our businesses. That has an effect on our mental health. So we might not all deal with a mental illness at some point in our lives, but we definitely all are going to have challenges with our mental health at some point. And those incidents that happen, whether it's that crazy severe storm that comes through at harvest and decimates 90% of your crop, or maybe it's a flood that comes through a calving season and you lose a certain percentage of, of your herd. Those can be traumatic incidents that we don't even until you start looking at mental health and looking at it as something that is part of your day-to-day that you have to be working on, we don't even realize that those are things we need to process and we need to talk about or how holding all of this in actually affects us. And I think, especially in agriculture, we've really normalized some of those indicators as just personality traits. So do you have a short fuse? Are you always tired? Are you eating more or eating less? Are you using alcohol as a, you know, more than you should be? These are all things that we've almost normalized in the industry, but they're all symptoms of an underlying issue that we need to be dealing with that is our mental health. And so how do you guys think that promoting mental health in the workplace is possible, whether it be in a traditional workplace, like an office, or whether it be on a farm? How do managers or other employees go about promoting it to each other and their employees? I think it all starts with a conversation, right? We're we're working to break the stigma and that's one conversation at a time. Yes, the stigma is strong in agriculture, but the stigma is strong everywhere. I grew up in the city. We didn't talk about mental health. We didn't learn about it in school. And so it starts with that conversation and asking people how they are, but actually mean it and want to know how they are and not just, you know, look for that quick response. And it can be hard and it can feel awkward because we're not used to talking about it, but we we're at do more running a campaign right now where we're physically trying to show people what a conversation could look like um, because we don't know how to have it. And I think especially in agriculture, you have to be an eternal optimist to exist in agriculture and be successful in the industry. But that often means we're shutting down conversations by saying, Oh, well, there's always next year. That's farming for you. 
But that's the moment where you want to say like, wow, that sounds like really hard. Can we have a conversation about that? And that's opening that door for that person to share. And then sometimes if we're asking that person to share, it's a great idea for us to share and to be vulnerable because that opens the door and it makes them feel safe. Yeah, I completely agree. And just like Meg said just a minute ago of how integrated uh, the consequences of our mental health are into our day-to-day life. One building awareness regarding that reality, I I believe is a a big piece of the puzzle is self-awareness as well. You know, everyone has mental health, whether or not it's healthy or whether or not it is compromised, you know, whether it is under stress and it's responding uh, in the same way that the physical body does with a an illness or a fever or something to that effect, our mental health can respond the same way to different pressures and stressors that are uh, influencing us. So the building the awareness that our mental health is really about how we think and the way we feel and how we act sometimes, um, that all of those are impacts of our mental health. And for folks in the workplace and on the farm, to be aware of that, we can we can be more sensitive uh, at times to where we are. But like Meg said, um, it can come out in our relationships, right? So this can this can impact our relationships or our coping me- mechanisms. The more stress and anxiety that w- someone is having will potentially lead them to cope with that stress and anxiety. And what are those mechanisms for coping? Often it can lead people to substance abuse. It can also lead to making poor choices like operating machinery after not sleeping all night long. And uh, that can lead to safety implications. And so the awareness that all of these factors of how we respond to stress and mental challenges in our lives can impact every thread of our day, the people that we're with, our physical safety as well, is a big piece of the puzzle. And it's the reason why Meg's is doing what she's doing and why we're doing what what we're doing, because we want to build the awareness for people to understand how it does impact your day to day. But at the same time, whether you're in the workplace or on the farm, things that might seem simple, but that we're not very good at doing. Taking a break, you know, (laughs) how many, especially on farm, I mean, how many people are thinking, oh, I'm going to take a break just for the sake of taking a break or talking about the way you feel. That's not cultural in the farming and ranching community for people to say, let me tell you how I feel. You know, it's a pull up your bootstraps and, and keep on going type of culture. But shifting that needle a bit to say, you know what, it's okay to not be okay. And I can talk to other people about the fact that I'm experiencing stress is another way for us to deal with that in our work and and on our farms. So I'm sure you've seen this as well. But like you mentioned, not eating, not drinking water, not sleeping, things like that, making simple things a part of your day-to-day priorities are ways to help keep yourself healthy along the way and then being willing to start that conversation if you detect that someone else is exhibiting signs of stress or mental health crisis. 
And going off of that, um, obviously, sometimes people don't see the warning signs in themselves, but other people around them will. How can you go about telling someone that they may need help in a way that encourages them and isn't offensive or awkward? I'm not sure if you can, (laughs) because that's up to the other person, right? And when we talk about stigma, stigma isn't just external, although I think that's often what we think about when we think about stigma is that fear of, I'm not going to seek help or I'm not going to reach out or have a conversation with somebody because I'm worried what the community is going to think. I'm worried about being taken as less of a farmer or, um, but there's internal stigma. And to me, that's a lot stronger and it's a lot harder to deal with than, than external stigma. And it's the stigma that I have inside me that actually keeps me from realizing and admitting that there's something going on whether that's somebody that has now gone from substance abuse to full-blown alcoholism as a coping mechanism for other things, uh, whether that is having depression or anxiety that should be treated but not being able to acknowledge it. And so you change kind of who you are and what you're doing to not kind of look that in the face. You can be externally have the best support system and you can be trying to or come at that conversation with the best intent and and checking all the boxes for saying the right things. But ultimately where that person is at with their own journey is going to dictate how that goes. Um, and so it's best just to, again, start that conversation by asking them how they're doing. And you can say, Hey, like I've noticed you've seemed a little off lately or something's been different. Um, you know, I went through this time in my life where, you know, again, share something, make yourself vulnerable, have that, and then give them the chance to, to open up. And if they start talking, let them talk. Don't give yes or no responses, ask them questions, validate what they're feeling. Their feelings are theirs and they're not wrong in feeling them. But then there's also that line where sometimes you have to make a judgment call for their safety. And at times, then you just need to make that call, whether that's calling in a wellness check or doing something else. But ultimately, how you interact with someone needs to be put through that filter of, are they safe right now? Yeah, I really have nothing to add there. I think that Meg is clearly right on point with what she's saying. I can say on um, our website at farmstateofmind.org, we have two sections that are very, very simple. I mean, they're just basically simple list, but one of them is uh, about how to recognize warning signs. And then the other one is how to start a conversation. And everything that Meg just said is, is exactly what the start the conversation section says. It's to ask the question, to be there for that person, stay connected with that person, keep them safe and help them connect. And we have a lot of stories in our organization of folks that have had a a conversation like what Meg's just described. And because of the fact that they had somebody that listened and that pushed them towards help, normalizing the conversation for them and letting them know that they're not alone, that it's okay to not be okay, and that it is also okay to ask for help, that has caused that individual to take the active step of seeking help versus being isolated in their sorrow and in their lonely loneliness, in their darkness. And I believe that at the end of the day, if someone is on that journey that Megs is referring to, we want them to feel the confidence to be able to reach out for help. 
And if that help is with that family member, that friend, that that person that they have that confidence with that, that, that can help them find professional help, or if they call a suicide hotline, or if they reach out in the moment of a crisis, that is ultimately what we want to make sure that our membership and the other, anyone, really, really anyone is empowered to do. And uh, because she's right, we can't control their journey, but we can help give them the confidence to take a step on their path. And the only other thing I would add to is that we really need to make sure that the mental health clinicians that are on the other end of the crisis line or the therapists, the counselors, the rural nurses, that they have a background or an understanding in agriculture. Because if you don't have that, you can't actually form a therapeutic relationship. And it's really, really hard to support. You just don't understand. And it's so easy to say something. And because it is that person has gone so far out on a limb and made themselves so uncomfortable to start that conversation or to make that call, if they're met with a statement right off the bat that shows a complete lack of understanding of the industry, they're going to shut down and they're going to hang up and they're most likely not going to try again. And so that's something we've been working at with Do More is to bring agricultural literacy to mental health professionals to try to help make sure that foundation is there. Yeah. What are some additional resources that you guys would recommend? So we actually created a four hour course for mental health professionals that we've started to deliver because it's, it's not a, it's not a one hour. And that course is delivered by mental health professionals as well, because it's, you just need to to have that. And when I was grain farming, I lost 90% of my crop one year at harvest to a hailstorm. And it happened in about 10 minutes. It was my second year grain farming. I was devastated. I felt like a failure as a farmer, as a wife, as a spouse, as a parent, like I couldn't provide, I wasn't suicidal, but I really felt my only worth at that time was my life insurance policy because I had no crop to sell and I had a lot of bills from the year. And I reached out to a close friend needing to have that conversation and and not ready to, to take it to a professional. And their response was, I lost my garden one year to hail. I totally know what you're going through. And I shut down. I was like, nobody understands me. No one understands what I'm dealing with. I can't talk about it. And so I didn't. And so it's, yeah, that's, that's one of the things I think we all need to work on. And there are so many professionals in the industry that have grown up on farms and have that background. And it's so great to see that. In March of 2021, we launched a national resource directory at farmstateofmind.org that is searchable by state and also national so that folks can get on and easily find resources that are available in their state. We have resources listed in the directory for every state and Puerto Rico. And uh, also the directory is growing. So um, it's not a static directory. As more resources become available, more projects, more initiatives, more clinicians, you know, more people become available as we become aware of those, we put them through a clearance process and then they can get posted on the directory as well. So that's a resource that we really encourage people to. Sometimes I get emails, we're in Washington, D.C., a national organization. And so sometimes people will email me from a small community in, in a state, you know, somewhere far from here that asking who can I you know, turn to or who can I talk to? 
And to have that directory to be able to say, well, tell me what state you're from and let's find some of the resources that are available near you is, is very, very helpful. So that's one thing that I would, you know, I think is a, a really huge resource. And another thing like Meg said, anytime, if, especially if you're working in the ag service industry, if you're, if you're selling seed, if you're uh, working on equipment, if you're an, a veterinarian that goes on farm, if you're in insurance, if you're in crop insurance, or maybe you're a lender and you're working with farmers on a regular basis where you may go on farm at a time when that farmer would not otherwise be spending time with anyone else. So the farmer may not go to church. The farmer may not go to uh, the local restaurant or the local spot to grab a coffee and hang out and chat with people. If, if the person is feeling very down and depressed and isolated, they're not going to choose those types of activities. So often their only interaction is with that person who comes on farm. And I encourage anyone out there who works with farmers, please get trained on how to recognize the warning signs and how to start that conversation so that you feel confident and bold whenever those moments come along. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a rural resilience training that is on demand and that's free on farmstateofmind.org. But there are lots of other organizations that are doing incredible trainings. Uh, we offered a QPR training for farmers and farm families at our convention in January. We work collaboratively with AgriSafe Network. They have incredible resources to help uh, train up folks that are working, mental health professionals or folks that are working in the field with farmers. So wherever you can get it from, please get trained. Make that a priority uh, because you are a resource for farmers and ranchers. Uh, mm -hmm. Those folks that are going on farm are, are one of the most valuable resources that we have out there. And we just need folks to really get skilled up to be able to take on those conversations and not walk away from them because they're scared or they feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that's such a good point. We created a mental health literacy course specific to agriculture that we offer to producers, but we also are very industry focused with it as well for exactly that reason, but also the reason of when you are supporting other people or you're going through very challenging times in the industry, whether that's with lenders and interest rates going up or input costs going up and having to have some of those harder conversations with people that are your friends or your community members, it's important for you to have understanding of mental health for yourself and how to support yourself as well and not just to be able to support somebody else. But we're if all we do is focus on one aspect of our industry, we create a silo. And for us to have healthy farmers or healthy industry as a whole, the whole industry has to be healthy and mental health has to be part of that. Definitely. No, those are great points. That's the end of our time. But thank you so much, Megs and Jessica, for joining me. That was a great conversation and very valuable. And I think that it's going to help a lot of people understand why it's so important to promote mental health, not only in normal industries in your day-to-day -day life, but in the agriculture industry specifically.